good morning. What a fine-looking bunch of people. So it's harvest. Before I get to the talk, I want to just mention a little bit about this thing that's on each chair. Um, we have a, a, a lot of those. Uh, so there's some uh, piles on the back table. Uh, obviously, I mean, they'll always be relevant, but it, they're particularly relevant like this week and next week. So if you can think of people that you could perhaps give this to or some letterboxes around where you live that these could get pushed through or perhaps you happen to be in a coffee shop and accidentally leave one on the table, you know. But uh, figure out ways of distributing a few of these. Uh, and if we each take, you know, maybe five or ten or something and, and there may be an opportunity that we can plant a seed in someone's heart and that that may well bear fruit. And talking about seeds... We are at harvest, and we have this wonderful table of cream of mushroom soup. In fact, there's one, the ones that have got like the ring pull on. We can just start to eat now, couldn't we? <laughs> Chicken in white sauce. I don't know if anybody wants any of that. Uh, oh, rice pudding. Who puts rice pudding in the oven so there's a nice skin? Do you like the skin? I like Oh, I like the skin more than the rest of it. But anyway, that's an aside. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I pray, Father, that as we look at your word this morning, you will, you will speak to us, you will inspire us, you'll challenge us. You'll give us perspective on our lives and um, of our significance and of our responsibilities as we live this life and as we navigate this life for you, in Jesus' name. So we're in a passage that um, a passage a passage that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and it was actually in relation to uh, collecting a, a, a gift for um, the Christians in Jerusalem. But uh, th this this verse is just a great verse that's really relevant to today. It says, "For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer." And then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity or righteousness in you. We're going to just take a, a few little points from that verse and uh, just uh, unpack that a little bit and think about what, what it means that God gives seed to the farmer and then he's relating that directly to the, the, the reader's own lives and how God puts things in their lives that produce a harvest of righteousness. Uh, so there's three things. It's a good old clean cut three point sermon this morning. So if you like those, then you'll be very happy. Uh, so the, the first thing that we get a hold of from this passage is the very opening words, God provides the seed. Said so God is the one who gives seed to the farmer. Uh, we've got some, I've got some seeds here. I went to Wilco yesterday. Uh, just about by the skin of my teeth was able to get hold of some seeds because they were just being put away to put out the Christmas trees and the baubles and stuff. So uh, I just about managed in the nick of time to get some of these. So we've got some radish, we've got some chives, and we've got some leek. 
Uh, and we'll be talking about these little packs of seeds. Uh, in each point in our sermon, we'll, we'll be doing a little bit something with these. Um, now, I want us to just reflect on this concept for a few minutes first. So God provides the seed. The number one fundamental principle that we've got to get hold of in relation to food, in relation to provision for our lives, in all of it, God is the source. He's the one, and we read about this in Colossians chapter 1, and we'll, we'll read a few verses of that just to give us the context, really, uh, the, the, I guess the, the underlying context of the existence of the earth and why we're all here and how we've all come about. So in verses 15 to 17 of Colossians chapter 1, he says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Thinking about our lives and where they're going and what we are doing before God in our lives and what our lives look like and what we produce in our lives, it's really important to get back to this fundamental principle and acknowledgement that God is our source. Nothing that you have got came about any other means than that God allowed you to have it. God is our source who holds all creation together, like we've just read. Knit you and me together in our mother's womb. And if he's gracious enough to do so, we'll provide you with your next breath. There's nothing that we have that he did not give us. And it's really important at a time like this where we're celebrating harvest, we're celebrating his provision over our lives to draw back to that real fundamental core principle that everything that we have comes from him. Everything that exists was created by him, through him and for him. And that includes your gifts, your abilities, your passions, the things that are uniquely you, the things that you contribute to your family or to your community, the things that you contribute in your workplace, the things that you contribute into the church community, those things are uniquely you. Nobody else has those specific things and they are all planted in you by God. He gives you your gifts, your abilities, your passions, your motivations. He's the provider of those things. In the very opening few chapters of Jeremiah, there's this initial accusation from God. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 13, I think it is, and it says, um, I've got one, well, I've got two complaints about you, 
talking to the people of Israel, he said, you've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and you've dug for yourselves clay cisterns that can hold no water at all. So they've, they've oh, there it is. There we go. Um, so he, the source of life, they'd walked away from him thinking that they can find water of their own, digging these miserable clay cisterns, sloshing around in muddy, murky water, when they had the opportunity to receive fresh living water from the source. God is offended when we forget that he is our source. Don't feel when we go before God and say, you know our needs, Lord, we just wait on you. We're hungry for you. We need you. Our acknowledgement that we are, we are totally dependent on you. He doesn't get cross and think, come on, you miserable lot. Pull yourselves together. He's totally cool with the fact that he is our source. And in fact, it gets him a little bit miffed when we forget that he is our source. So that's the fundamental principle. God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer. It means he provides everything in our lives. He's the one who put it there and he's the one who provides it. And even the mundane thing, and you might think, well, what can I bring? You talk about gifts and abilities and passions. What on earth have I got to bring? What you have to bring might seem to you to be mundane might seem to be very normal well you know leeks and chives and radish are very normal they're very everyday very mundane but they can transform a dish you stick a bit of leek into a um a casserole and paula won't be eating it because she doesn't like leeks and (laughs) so you, you, you eat a radish and you'll feel that burn at the back of your mouth, you know. Uh, chives, I mean, I love chives, but chives, with, ooh, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, they're, they're very mundane and normal things, but they, when I plant these into some soil and the sun shines on them and they're combined with some water, the miracle of life takes place. It's incredible. And it might, we might forget the miracle of the mundane and in our lives, in our day-to-day and how we live them and the, 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 the fruitfulness that comes from our lives might seem to be mundane. But don't allow yourself to forget the miracle that takes place when we do what God has given us to do. So, um, the first thing, God provides the seed. Now, if I have these seeds and I... Um, put them there on the table I put them on the table and I just bless you I bless you chives and I bless you radish and I bless you leek and I command you to grow in the name of Jesus I command you grow in the name of Jesus I mean I could even do a three a Mary three Hail Marys and a glory be or you know three Shadabagandas if you're of that sort of theological and church tradition And those seeds are just still sitting there on the table, aren't they? So God provides the seed. The second thing is people plant or plant and tend the seed. 
This is a really important principle for us to get hold of, that we are responsible and accountable before God for what we do with what he has put in our hands. Matthew chapter 25. Let's have a quick look at that. Verses 14 to 30. Jesus speaking here and he is given a parable. Parable of the three servants. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted them his money uh, for a while while he was gone. He gave them five, gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them together to give an account of how they'd used the money. The servant to whom he'd entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I've earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who'd received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the man with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops that you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid that I would lose your money, and so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops that I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least then it would have got some interest. Then he ordered the, the um, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That parable, this is from Jesus, meek and mild. This is Jesus telling this story, you know. Um, and when we talk about the fact that we're accountable for what we do with what we have been given, um, we really are, by the sound of that, really quite accountable. With our gifts, with our abilities, with our passions, with what God has placed in our hands, it's not just a case of having those and thanking God for them and doing nothing with them. If I want these to become chives and radish and leek, then they've got to come out of the pack. 
and I've got to get my hands dirty. So I'm going to get my hands dirty this morning, isn't this? It's very exciting. I've got... Oh, got some little pots. I should have put that, I should have put it on there. Can you see what I'm doing here? You can, you can guess what I'm doing if you can't see. I'm going to do three leek, three chives and three radish. And there's an investment here. First of all, I've got to get soil on my hands, which is a bit manky, isn't it? Well, you never know. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. There's, there's enough mess on this carpet. I'm not too worried about that at the moment. Um, although once it's been... We had a quote for £280 to uh, clean this carpet. So if you bring your cup of coffee in here, just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> choices, choices have consequences. <laughs> I'm doing this, and you know, I thought it might take a couple of minutes to do this. And I hope you don't get bored with me trying to plant seeds. <laughs> My attractive assistant. My attractive assistant. Come on, then, Andy. <laughs> Right, so. How many do you want? Oh, well, let's do that. Let's do that. And I'm going to do. I'm going to do. And the reason why we're taking a little bit of time to do this is because making the most of our gifts and our abilities and what God has placed in our hands, it's not just automatic, is it? If God has said to you, you know, he got given you a passion to go and plant churches in China. You really need to learn Chinese. And you really need to learn about Chinese politics. And you really need to invest in what it means to move your life to China. If you... Feel that God leading you to be a city banker. You need to learn maths, I suppose. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> We're getting in a right old mess here. But let's hope I'm going to do that for the for those. Ah, thank you. Now we've got this one here is leak. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> But what we're doing here is we've got little packs of seeds and we've got little things of, of soil and we're planting beautiful, beautiful. So these are the leeks. Yeah. So there's the leeks. That's the chives. These are the radish. Thanks, my love. Oh, these aren't in a little pouch. So the radish are packaged differently than the rest of them, just in case you're ever interested in how radishes are packaged. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Right. Now, what I then have to do is I have to... Well, I'm going to spray it with a bit of water to get... 
There we go. We've got a bit of water there. And that's not just a case of, if I just shove those in the back kitchen here and come back next Sunday, you know, not much is going to happen. Because what will need to happen here is this will have to be in, an investment of time. You know, if I want these to actually become radishes and leeks, and, and no idea whether I'll be able to figure out which is which when they start to come up. Um, but I've got to then spray them probably on a daily basis. I need to put them in the windowsill so they've got natural light coming in. And I have to make an investment of putting them in the soil. I have to get dirty hands. I have to daily think about these things, remember them, and do something about it. And eventually, they will germinate and they will grow. When we think about the gifts that God has given us and the, the things that God has called us to do, they're things that he has planted in our lives. They think things that he has given us, things that, that, that only he can provide us with. But our responsibility is to actually get our hands dirty, roll our sleeves up, and metaphorically speaking, actually get the soil and get the pots and plant the seed and water it. And our gifts and our abilities, our talents, the things that God has called us to do, we need to actually put those things into practice. We need to be faithful to what God has called us to. Now, I have a quote from uh, something that the Queen said in 1975, and she was speaking about Jesus. She said this, He commanded us to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. But what exactly is meant by loving ourselves? I believe it means trying to make the most of the abilities we have been given. It means caring for our talents. It's a matter of making the best of ourselves, not just doing the best for ourselves. I believe it means trying to make the most of the abilities we have been given. It means caring for our talents. It is a matter of making the best of ourselves, not just doing the best for ourselves. As we reflect on a life of service, as we reflect on harvest and an abundance of crops that have come in, let's remember he's the one who provides the seed, but people plant the seed and what God has placed in us we have an accountability a responsibility before God to live diligently and faithfully before him making the most of the things that he has placed in our hands and the third and final thing is God makes the seed grow we plant it we tend it we spray it with our little but I cannot make that seed germinate. It's a miracle, isn't it? I love it. We got lettuce in a little pot. Um, they were selling them off at the end of the summer. And you just throw, put the soil in into this little tin bucket. And then you spray it with water. And, and it just it's incredible. Like three, four days later, you've got these tiny little green flecks in the, in the soil. And then you watch them grow. And now we've got lettuce that we at last night at dinner and there'll be a load more by the end of the week. It's a miracle. 
It's mundane, it's very normal, it's stuff that we don't really appreciate. We just take it for granted that it happens. But when these seeds germinate and start to grow, it is a miracle that only God can make happen. We do not have the ability to turn a seed into a radish or to turn a seed into a leek or anything else. And the things that God placed in us, we have the responsibility to diligently create the right environment to do the things that we can do to make the most of the talents and the gifts and the abilities that God's given us. But, in, but the rest has to be left to God. I think about what we're doing here. I mean, this is in the church context. Thinking about the things that we're doing here. Cap life skills. Getting people into here who need to hear um, and learn and grow in their ability to cope with life. Now, what we long for is to see those people come into relationship with God, to see God absolutely transform their lives to the miracle of new life and to see them grow and be discipled in faith. That's something that only God can do. But our responsibility is to get the advertising out. It's to get the, the building warm. It's to build a team of volunteers. It's to train them. It's to get the thing ready to go. And God is the only one who can do the rest. And that applies to all across our lives, all that we do in church life and out there in terms of what we're doing in our day-to-day -day living. We can do what we can do and we have to leave the miraculous stuff to God for him to step in, for him to breathe on what we are doing. I don't have the ability to do God's bit, but I can create the right environment for the miracle of life to take place. The last little passage we're going to look at is in Romans. And this is really, it's a very famous passage, but it's a little bit relating to us bringing ourselves before God. Our motivations, our uniqueness, what we alone can bring to the table and allowing God to take a hold of those things. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, starting verse one, Romans chapter 12, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's to give, 
Give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. This morning, God, as we thank you for the harvest. We thank you, Lord, in the wider context for your provision over our lives. I thank you, God, that we, we truly can acknowledge that you are our source. I ask, Lord, that if any of us feel that sense of independence of you, that God, you would help us to repent of that and lay that down and to acknowledge that you are our source and we have no other. I thank you, God, that you don't just provide the seed, but you give us the responsibility to plant the seed. God, you partner with us in life. And I pray that for each of us, whatever that looks like in our lives, the gifts and the abilities, the passions that you have placed in us, I thank you that you desire to partner with us, that we have work to do. We have the, 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 the ability, but also the responsibility to roll up our sleeves, to get our hands dirty and to plant the seeds. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to really get a hold of what that looks like in our own lives. Every one of us is different. Our lifestyle, the, the things that we do from a day-to-day -day basis are all totally different. But I pray, God, that you will give us the ability to, to be able to see where you want us to be planting those seeds, what those seeds are, and what it looks like to cultivate them and nurture them so that they grow and I thank you, God, that you are the one who breathes life. You're the only one who can create the miracle of new life. And as we bring to you, Lord, like these little pots of soil here, as we bring to you the things that we have diligently planted and we commit to tend, we commit to look after, we believe and we acknowledge, Lord, that you are the only one who can create the miracle of life. And we pray, God, that you will breathe by your spirit, that you will provide the increase, that you will do what only you can do in partnering with us, in building your kingdom. That when we meet you, Lord, on that day, like that parable, we'll hear the words, well done, you good and faithful servant. Help us to be trustworthy, Lord. Help us to be good stewards of all that you have placed in our lives. That we might honour you, glorify you with our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.